Knowing what questions to ask college admissions counselors and having a system to track your answers can help reduce your stress. Whether you're having face-to-face conversations with an admissions representative or a student tour guide, or you're communicating by email, phone, or a virtual meeting, you are interviewing the schools just as much as they are interviewing you. We want you to know what questions to ask and be confident in your interactions with college admissions counselors. Today, we're going to talk about the different categories of questions that you can ask, specific examples of questions, and how one of my students used the Confused to College Ready system to track her questions and answers. Hey there, I'm Courtney and I'm the founder of Confused to College Ready. With over 15 years experience as a mental health therapist turned school counselor, I am bringing my experience and expertise to help you navigate the college search experience. My goal is to serve students and their families and unlock the secrets to college searching. Stay tuned. All right. If you are new, we would absolutely love to have you subscribe and leave us a review so that you can find out about all of our newest episodes and all of the content and then leave us a review to help others find very the the very same podcast episodes that are helpful for you. The other thing that you can do is we have a guide that will help you learn how to start or expand your college search if you go to confusedtoready.com forward slash how to start then you can get that free guide emailed to you right away and be able to take the next steps for your education and figuring out those steps for college. So one of the things that I want to talk to you about today is a student named Molly. Molly and her family came to me asking questions about how to best compare her colleges, how to put her best foot forward when she's talking with those admissions officers, and how she was going to remember who she had asked what questions to and how to track the answers to make sure that she wasn't missing out on anything or wasting any time. We talked about efficiency in the last episode, and that efficiency goes right into play as you are asking these college questions as well. So Molly, her family, and I work together to look at those must-haves, her can't-stands, and you're going to find more information about that in episodes 2, 5, and 7 when we discuss how to start your college journey. And then we also gave Molly a clear picture, and her family, a clear picture excuse me, of what she should be doing with her college search. So the first thing that I want to do is remind you that demonstrated interest is when you are letting the colleges, some colleges track demonstrated interest to see, have you reached out to them before? Have you asked specific questions? Have you attended any of their live sessions? Have you been in person? Um, And we know that COVID has, the pandemic has changed things and not every college has the ability to go to a live session. So there are some of those that are going to be face-to-face while others are virtual. Um, You also want to figure out what you can learn on the website about the college and about the questions that you, to see what might be answered on the website. And are there any other questions that the website brought up for you? 
So with Molly and her family, we reviewed the different categories and question options. And I'm going to go over that for you in just a few minutes. We also talked about etiquette. So I have an episode that is all about email etiquette, and you want to make sure that you are applying very similar principles to your phone conversations. You want to show the utmost respect. These admissions officers, whether, and it sometimes it might be a student who's giving a tour, or it might be someone, um, you want to make sure that you are showing that respect, not just to the people who are heading up departments, but everyone that you have interactions with. So write down the names of the people that you spoke with. See if you can get an email address to even send a thank you after the visit or after your questions are answered just to say, you know, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. For the students that work with me individually, I actually have an email template and some very specific steps on what to do as far as that email etiquette to help make sure that you are putting your best foot forward. So the categories. We are going to go over some specific categories of different types of questions, as well as some areas within those categories. And I will, again, for the students that work with me, you're actually going to get a full list of all of these questions. And the other thing that I would do is I would encourage you to track your questions and answers who and who you talk to in a Google spreadsheet, because then everybody in your family has access to it. We had an episode where we talked all about how having that same, um, using a specific email address and being able to have um, everyone accessing the content so that you are organized and streamlined with what you're doing. So the first category is going to be your academic. So this is things like how many people are accepted into a specific major? Does the college have a specific um, internship program for students? Are there any kind of retention? Uh, what is the retention rate for the students in that particular major or schools um, within the specific college? What are the graduation rates for a student who is in the who's been at the college for four years versus six years? If you've taken any kind of AP courses, IB courses, any kind of dual credit or dual enrollment, what does the transfer policy look like? How are they going to accept any kind of transfer credits? And what will that look like as far as your standing as a student on that campus? The next category is going to be admissions and financial aid offices. So what questions like, what can I do to stand out? What are common mistakes that you see students make? And what are things that I can avoid to make sure that I'm putting my best foot forward? What are they looking for in a student? What are the major factors for admissions? Are they only looking at GPA, test scores, class rank, and rigor? Or are they having more of a holistic view of students? Then what's the average amount of money that's taken out for student loans, parent loans, what kind of scholarships are typical and what could you potentially expect? Please know the schools are not going to be able to do a full review of your financial aid situation, but you can certainly ask some questions about the averages. The next area is going to be campus life. So what kinds of opportunities are available on campus? Extracurriculars, looking at 
different things like a, a gym for physical activity? Is there a career center, a tutoring center, writing center? What does housing look like? What is the school culture? And one of the things that has become even more clear is a need for mental health services. And so how do students access those services on campus? The next area, that next criteria is going to be your career readiness. So what are the percentage of students that are getting a job after graduation? How many students are going into an advanced degree program after graduation? What type of support is there in getting jobs? Um, I mentioned the Career Center earlier, but that's always a good one to be able to find out. Can you do mock interviews? Can you have someone review your resume? What are the next steps that you can take with that? And then as far as current students, what do the residence halls look like? Are you able to have a car on campus? What type of extracurricular activities are available to students? What are the things that students like to do on the weekend? How close are you to being able to access things like shopping or being able to go to the mall or the movies or different things? And then also even questions about professors and ratios of student to professor to professors, as well as um, just information about how the students like their classes. Once you've asked and gotten the answers to a lot of your questions, it's really time for students to reflect. Think about how did the visit feel? How did you feel as you were getting the answers to those questions? Was there anything that stood out in a positive way and something you thought, oh my goodness, this is amazing? Is there anything that stood out in a negative way that not that there's anything wrong with a particular school, but maybe it just wasn't the best fit for you where you are? There are a lot of opportunities to ask questions and make sure that you are finding out the finding the best fit. When you look at what are the things that you need to know? What are the things that you looking truly at that gut feeling? Um, I know that that is something that for me has always been a really big indicator. And for a lot of the students that I work with, you want to make sure that you're going to be able to see yourself on that campus for an extended amount of time because you have at least two years at a two-year school, four years, if not a little bit more, and then even the potential of higher education with a master's or doctoral degree. And you want to make sure that you're going to be comfortable there. So Molly took all of the information from these categories. She reached out, she had the conversations with the admissions representatives. They followed up with the thank you emails, having that good etiquette, making sure that they showed that she showed respect and that her family was there to show respect. And she used our college comparison tracking spreadsheet to enter in and track who she had talked to, what those gut feelings were, her personal reaction. And then she was able to go in and do some comparison to say, okay, yep, these are the schools that I definitely feel like I want to look into and these are some that I've gone ahead and crossed off of my list. So it really can be an amazing thing when you are being efficient with your time, when you know what some of those questions are, so that you can really dive into the details of whether that school is going to be a good fit. 
So again, thank you so much for listening. If this episode has been helpful, please leave a review, subscribe, and um, share this podcast so that others can have some additional information. I would love the opportunity to talk with you if you have specific questions or there's something that I can answer, something that you want me to cover on the podcast. You can send me an email at admin at confusedtoready.com. Until next time, take care. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Please subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Confused to Ready and download our free guide on how to start or expand your college search at confusedtoready.com forward slash how to start.